You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. And the number is 800-922-6680, 800-922-6680. On this Monday edition of The Rob Carson Show, coming up, uh, what happened in Chicago over the weekend? Uh, it's off the rails. Uh, you got uh, riots without, you know, uh, police shooting involved, without Black Lives Matter involved. And uh, Chicago <laughs> uh, just apparently uh, reelected a mayor that's worse than Lori Lightfoot. Now, you try to explain that to me, how they could get rid of Lori Lightfoot and then usher in a new mayor who's worse. Kind of makes you wonder about, I don't know, uh, voter integrity, uh, funding of campaigns, things like that. Because I don't think most people in Chicago are voting for what's happening in Chicago. I think most people are pretty pissed off about it, to be quite honest. And i got to tell you, as somebody who loves Chicago and always loved Chicago, wanted to be in Chicago, doing radio my entire life, I've done some time on WLS in Chicago, uh, it's disappointing. So we'll get to that. Protesters inside and outside the, uh, <clears throat> the uh, Javits Federal Building in New York City, by the way, a bunch of protesters have gotten together because Jim Jordan uh, is doing some hearings to investigate why the uh, AG or the, uh, the DA of New York isn't, uh, isn't uh, putting criminals in jail. It's weird, right? And this is this is a because Jim Jordan is in town investigating why Alvin Bragg is not keeping felons in jail, and consequently New York crime has gone through the ceiling. There you go. And they got signs, they're all printed up and everything. Thirty-four felonies. Indict Trump. Jim Jordan, sleazy liar. It's like they were almost paid for. I mean, literally, they're professionally uh, painted, not even painted, they're printed signs for a judiciary hearing. Sure, sure they are. This is organic. Right now! Yeah, everybody goes out for judiciary hearings with professionally uh, printed signs to, uh, to uh, protest people investigating why a crooked DA is letting crime run rampant in New York. Yeah, they don't even have their uh, they don't even have their little sloganeering ready to go. They're their chance at anything. Where's the one, two, three, four? Uh, we don't want Jim Jordan anymore or something. Because uh, it's a joke. Because it is a bought and paid for protest. This, according to the uh, Washington Examiner, crowd of assembled protesters held signs that specifically criticized House Judiciary Committee Jim Jordan and demanded be led into the room where the hearing is being held. They held signs that said, "Indict Jim Jordan, Jim Jordan traitor." <laughs> if you ask anybody, if you ask anybody who's handing one of those signs, ask why Jim Jordan is there. They won't even know. I promise you this. Uh, let's see. 34 felonies, which was made up by Alvin Bragg. Uh, completely made up. 34 felonies. Uh, and uh, anyway, Committee to Obstruct Justice. Jim Jordan, J6, Trump's Aaron boy. Enough. Lock him up. So the, the hearing at 9 o'clock Eastern a couple hours ago uh, was entitled Victims of Violent Crime in Manhattan. 
Uh, some of the witnesses, including the mother of a homicide victim, a bodega clerk who was wrongfully charged with murder, and an anti-crime activist, among others. And yet, we're expected to believe that the people of New York, with all of the things that they got going on, they decide to show up for a uh, a judiciary committee hearing in Manhattan about uh, going after Alvin Bragg. Sure, you bet. Yeah, completely organic. This is Jim Gossett. Jim Jordan is a bulldog, and he's going after Alvin Bragg. Alvin's scared, he's unprepared, because he's nothing but a big windbag. Jim shining light on his phony case, the corruption will be found. Not organic. So Alvin's sued, and he may be screwed with the wrong guy this time around. Hey, Alvin, better back down. This is a distraction. You don't tug on Superman's cape. You don't spit into the wind. You don't pull the mask off an old Lone Ranger, and you don't mess around with Jim. Everything is on the table. We do want Mr. Bragg to answer questions. Jim Jordan's on your case. Best be afraid of him. Alvin Bragg's gonna learn the lesson that you don't mess around with Jim. Go get him, Jim. Come on. You don't mess around with Jim. Don't mess around with Jim. That is uh, Jim Gossett, by the way, and if you'd like to help him out on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, at Jim Gossett Show, you can listen to all of the work he's done for the show, all of the stuff that we've collaborated on and help him out a little bit financially, because, you know, it's kind of hard when you're a conservative as a comedian to make a living, or in entertainment in general, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, anyway... The uh, yeah, we're supposed to believe that people of New York who are enduring uh, rampant crime went to a judiciary subcommittee on violence in New York to protest the guy who wants to focus on the violence. <laughs> sure, it's a distraction, guys. It's a bought and paid for distraction. That's what the summer of 2020 was. It was a bought and paid for George Soros distraction. That's what it was all about. It was about uh, electing Joe Biden as the president of the United States. That's the only reason 2020 existed. I said this when it was happening. I said 2020 happened because it was 2020. No other reason. No other reason why COVID was played up like this. <clears throat> no other reason why any of that nonsense that happened during the summer of 2020. All made up. Oh, did you know that there was a mass shooting over the weekend? A high school football player on a college scholarship shot dead at his sister's Sweet 16 in Alabama, along with three others in a mass shooting. Uh, Kamala Harris is not going to visit. Why, why is that? Because it doesn't fit the narrative. Because it's not someone with an AR. Because it's not a Trump supporter, white supremacist. Uh, it is a, uh, a gathering well, I'll just let the, here is the uh, Sheriff, uh, Sheriff Jeremy Burkett talking about the shootings in Alabama. And I'll fill in why it's not important to Democrats. Four lives were lost in the tragic event that occurred here in Dayton. As far as the injuries, there are 28 individuals that were injured during the course of the incident. We're the cries for gun control. We're the cries for weapons of war and AR-15s today. Because uh, the shooter didn't have one. That's 28 individuals injured during the course of the incident. Now, some of those injuries are critical. They are in critical condition, and that's why it's so important 
and we absolutely need everyone to continue to pray. You know why they're not uh, focusing on it? Because it's not a school shooting. Uh, it is not a workplace shooting. It is a gathering of people of color. That's the reason. Because Democrats are all about getting rid of guns for everybody, but aren't willing to say, uh, talk about the real uh, societal ills, particularly in America's inner cities. For those individuals to allow them to recover, this is also a very fluid situation. We have been getting continuous updates throughout the day, and we are absolutely trying to confirm and understand everyone that was in the venue there near the 200 block last night. Now, I uh, don't care about the race of the people who died. I don't. All I see is a young man named Phil Dowdle, a senior ready to graduate in a couple of weeks, just like my daughter, had been celebrating his sister Alexis' 16th birthday at a uh, dance studio in Dadeville, Alabama, when shots rang out. Now, this wasn't a random shooting. This wasn't a targeted shooting. What we know so far, it wasn't somebody who had a uh, manifesto. It sounds like another instance regarding young people, particularly people of color, and a uh, mass shooting. I don't know what this is caused by, but there's a reason why the media isn't all over this morning. And one of the reasons is the Democrat Party doesn't care about people of color unless it's something that they can benefit from politically. But I'm, just, I'm just stating the obvious. It should be obvious to you as well. If uh, Democrats were really concerned about people of color, they'd be doing something about Baltimore. They'd be doing something about Chicago. They'd be doing something about the, uh, the crime. They would be doing something about the schools, uh, where, in, for instance, in Illinois, uh, over 100 schools just reported that none of the kids in the high schools are at grade level with regard to math or reading. But you see, there's nothing to be gained politically from that. They can promise people in inner cities, oh, we're going to fix the school this time. We are going to fix the schools, and we are going to fix the infrastructure, and we're going to get you jobs, and we're going to do all this. And then election happens, they get the votes, and they leave some money on a dresser and walk away. And they never fix anything. Ever. And that's why you're not going to be hearing about this story today. And this is why Corinne Jean-Pierre did not get on the mic this weekend while the kids were still laying there and say, we need to get rid of weapons of war. Rather than looking at the real problems that are happening in America's inner cities, among other places. This is Chicago over the weekend, by the way. This is the sound of, uh, I guess, it isn't protesters. It's just thugs out uh, destroying things. This is uh, actual audio from a uh, somebody who parked their uh, their Tesla apparently in an area, and uh, these young people uh, just decided to destroy it for bleeps and giggles. Yeah. Yeah, and everybody's uh, taking video of it and posting it on social media. And, uh, and again, this is, uh, nobody is willing to say that uh, this is an inner city problem. And it largely involves uh, people of color. 
and there are some major cultural and society issues going on in America's inner city. I, I'm not going to say this is exclusive just to black people, because I'm going to tell you, you, have, you ever been to southern Missouri and Arkansas, where white people, uh, you know, uh, manufacture meth and, uh, and commit acts of crime in the same fashion? But in, in Chicago, I mean, it should be fairly obvious, Chicago is a mess. But over the weekend, uh, they decided to eliminate the middleman and, uh, and just get, this is a fourth night in a row, Chicago police was forced to call for reinforcements downtown as large number of teens gathered and engaged in rioting, violence, and even a Saturday night shooting. Uh, the DNC has chosen to have Chicago as the site of its 2024 national convention, which I think is perfect. I, I love it. I love that the Democrat Party has, has stepped in this. The CPD was first called out in force at 10 o'clock on Wednesday night last week when 200 teens erupted in a mass fight at the city's popular Millennium Park. They used to call this wilding. Wilding. Yeah. This Wednesday night became the first, the city's first large group incident of the year. The youth were uh, reportedly fighting and harassing other people at the park. <clears throat> Videos of teen gangs running on top of mass transit buses running through the streets in Chicago on Friday appeared on Twitter. The video also showed the police desperately trying to corral the gangs of kids. Fox Chicago said that they were bashing out car windows. Shots were fired. I don't know if you knew this, but uh, did you know in Miami they wanted to cancel spring break? Same thing happened in, uh, in Miami. The two victims of the shootings last week were two young men, 16 and 17 years old, hit by bullets while standing among the crowd when an unknown assailant fired the shots. Well, that's a mass shooting too, isn't it? Where is uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre saying that we need to get rid of, uh, we need to get rid of AR-15s and weapons of war and assault weapons? The four nights of uh, violence comes only three days after Chicago was chosen for the 2024 DNC convention. I love it. Uh, Brandon Johnson, the new, uh, the new mayor, claims that the, city, uh, the city's rising crime should be laid at the feet of businesses because 70% don't pay corporate taxes. Now, I've got something funny happening. Uh, Walmart's pulling out of Chicago. Half the Walmarts are pulling out of Chicago. And Brandon Johnson and Democrats are blaming Walmart for doing it. We'll delve into that. If you want to chime in, too, 800-922-6680, this is The Rob Carson Show. We the people are mad as hell. It's the Rob Carson Show. Now, uh, hundreds of teens uh, caused chaos in Chicago, destruction of cars, uh, dancing around on uh, city buses, causing damage, and uh, nobody was killed. No, no, uh, no police officer murdered a black person in any, any city in America over the weekend. Why is this happening? Well, maybe because the Democrat Party has allowed it to happen. Maybe because the Democrat Party doesn't care. Maybe it's because the Democrat Party uh, is trying to cover up 50 years of failed policy, starting with the, uh, the Great Society, with uh, Lyndon Johnson, which destroyed the black family altogether. You know, maybe it's a celebration of, uh, of thug culture in the media. Yeah, I said it, I know, oh my God, I'm a racist, I'm such a white person racist. No, I'm not. No, I I've been working for my entire career with uh, fostering and adopting children and trying to 
uh, solve the problems of America's inner cities. But in the time that I've done that, two generations have grown up with the same BS. And uh, the Democrat Party doesn't even care. They don't care at all. All the Democrat Party uh, cares about is promising enough stuff to get the black vote and then abandoning people of color after the elections and, and are willing to forgive uh, bad behavior, uh, are willing to say, oh, if you can steal $1,000 or less from a Walgreens, then you're perfectly fine because, you know, the man. And look what's happening in, in America's uh, big cities. And I, and I think that uh, we, let them, we let them happen. We let it happen. It let the Democrats run their cities. Let the Democrat Party have uh, their, their, uh, their big uh, convention in Chicago now that there is a guy who's worse than Lori Lightfoot as the mayor. And by the way, uh, a bunch of Walmarts are moving out of, uh, yeah, Walmart has shut down four stores in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, Macy's and Target have closed due to millions of, uh, in losses and theft around the country. Walmart shut down four of its stores in Chicago just weeks after the America's biggest employer shuttered its only store in Portland. It comes as shoplifting reaches alarming levels, and other large retailers, including Target, Macy's, and Best Buy, are now making good on threats to shutter outlets if petty crime was not lowered. In 2021, retailers lost a combined $94.5 billion to shrink. Do you know what that is? It's a term used to describe theft and other types of inventory loss. Organized retail crime incidents soared 27% in the same year, according to the 2022 National Retail uh, Security Survey. Among the, uh, along with brazen daylight thefts, self-checkouts have made it easier for people to walk out with paying for stuff. Hell, you know what? It, 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 why wouldn't you go into, if you had no soul or you had no uh, moral compass in your life, why wouldn't you go to Best Buy and get a 75-inch big screen and just take it out knowing that it costs less than $1,000? Progressive district attorneys in Chicago, New York, Portland, and California have also been blamed for effectively legalizing shoplifting with either not persecuting thefts under $950 or letting criminals off with a slap on the wrist. But in New York City, people are showing up organically to, pro to protest Jim Jordan asking why the DA is letting crime happen. Here's uh, some audio from Chicago gathering over the weekend. Rather than being introspective and seeing the real issues of why, why businesses are leaving, they want to blame Walmart for leaving. Walmart, you should be absolutely ashamed of yourself. You are the reason that our communities lack the investment that they have. No, no, it's the crime. It's, it's the crime. That's why nobody wants to invest. And by the way, a couple of these stores in Walmart were opened after George Floyd died. And they discovered that uh, no amount of placating, no amount of bringing uh, stores into these areas is going to make up, is going to be able to create a business atmosphere that is acceptable. Because the crime just continues. And these, these stores literally went out of business in two years. We should not have to go out of our communities to find jobs. We should not have to go out of our communities to get medicine. How about make your community better? We should not go out of our communities to be able to shop. We should be able to do all of this. How about don't defund the police? In our community. Right here. We deserve. Now, you don't deserve anything until you get crime under control. And if that happens, if it doesn't happen, then uh, every business is going to leave. Remember Michelle Obama used to say, there are food deserts in America's inner cities. Well, you know why there are food deserts? You know what they call them? 
They call them crappy, crime-infested Democrat neighborhoods. Thought you should know. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. Driving snowflakes and candy aisle kids crazier every day. It's The Rob Carson Show. Joining us on the News, um, Newsmax Hotline, Chris Markowski, the host of the Watchdog on Wall Street radio program, friend of the show. Hello, my friend. How does this uh, Monday find you today? Oh, very well. How about yourself? You know, I, I opened the show by saying, thank God it's Monday, because my weekends are generally spent uh, doing what my wife tells me and watching HGTV. So I'm, uh, I'm quite thrilled to just do radio work and not have to do a bunch of stuff around the house. <laughs> Yeah, I'm chasing most of my weekends. I'm I'm, ch- I'm chasing kids around from uh, tournaments to games and doing oh, that. Yeah, yeah. That's why I encourage my children not to be involved in anything. I didn't want to have to go to the games and stuff. I'm just kidding. Uh, let's talk a little bit. Uh, you you live in New York, Chris. Uh, I want to yeah. know. I want to know. That we've got this uh, judiciary he- uh, hearing in Manhattan where Jim Jordan is there to investigate why why uh, Alvin Bragg isn't interested in uh, going after real crime that affects people's lives every day in New York. Uh, rather, uh, wants to focus on indicting Donald Trump on 34 felonies. And this morning we find a bunch of protesters literally in New York outside the courthouse saying they don't care about crime in New York. All they care about is getting Donald Trump. Uh, do you think that uh, this uh, protest was uh, maybe, I don't know, astroturf and maybe the people of New York really are concerned about crime? <laughs> yeah, I think the people of New York are concerned about crime. But you know what? That, you know, elections have consequences. And, you know, you you just saw what happened. They set a a big election in in Chicago, mayoral election, and and they went farther to the left than Lori Lightfoot. I mean, I I don't know what to, you know, to say or what to do. I, you know, I, you know, Jim Jordan wants to, you know, come to the city and try to expose this. But again, um, these are these are people that won. Um, And, you know, I I don't know what to do, what to do. I mean, that's not my I mean, I don't live in Manhattan. I live on Long Island, the same neighborhood stuff. But, you know, I'll pick up and leave if the, the, you know, we had these types of, uh, you know, crime waves happening near me. I I don't know how people can stand it, but they do. And again, it's perplexing. And you're watching the demise um, of of all these, you know, cities and areas. And it's it's gone downhill very, very quickly. Yeah. So the uh, the riots uh, that had taken place. Um, but you know, let's look. Honestly, what what are we supposed to do? You know, you know, this, yeah. this is the way people vote. This is how they want to choose to live. I mean, who's to stop them? Well, Chris, I, I'm going to have to disagree with you uh, with regard to Chicago. Chicago's bought and paid for by the unions, the teachers' unions, uh, and, and I think that there's a very small turnout, but obviously the, the teachers' union is able to crank out a lot of votes, uh, get a lot of people out. So I wouldn't say necessarily what happened to Chicago was, uh, was the people of Chicago saying, we want more crime. I think it's uh, Chicago's voting uh, system is completely screwed. It's been a punchline forever. And, and now, unfortunately, Things are only going to get worse in Chicago. And Chris, I want your opinion. Uh, just as a as a guy who lives in New York uh, and and near one of these uh, you know these cities, and I saw a study this morning, people are streaming out of New York City. People are streaming out of Portland, out of San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Where do you, where, what what's going to have to happen? Do you think they're going to have to? You know, I mean, I, I'm sure you've seen State Pliskin in Escape from New York. And I'm sure that 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 may have come to your mind. But honestly, uh, short of walling off the city. 
What the hell's going to happen when the when the tax base leaves these cities? What? How is this going to be fixed? And how low are they going to go? I, I can't wait. I got, I got one more year. I got a son who's got one more year of high school, and I'm out of here too. And yeah, you, you can go to local. Yeah, yeah, they have at the hotels here on Long Island uh, on weekends. They have these, you know, where to move to and how to get your business. Wow. It's it, it, all the time. I mean, people, it's a mass exit. And I think that might also have something to do. You're losing a lot of, you know, voters that uh, might have voted a certain way. They're just getting out of Dodge uh, at this point in time. And I think that's going to affect elections. I, I think you got to hit rock bottom. I mean, I, I don't know what to <laughs> tell you. I mean, you know, I, I, I saw it change again. I, I happen yeah. to live in New York City. And, you know, I moved in in 1993, and that's when Giuliani came in. And I watched the entire place, I mean, transform. I mean, they they, they turned the place under Giuliani and Bloomberg. It was pretty much Zurich. I mean, it was just very little cops walking the beat. You felt safe everywhere. Now it's it's pretty bad. I mean, there's areas there. You're seeing drug addicts on the streets. I never saw that stuff back in the day. Yeah. Well, Chris, you know, when I was in uh, Manhattan in December, and, and I've only been going to New York now two years. I'd never been before. But I smell pot everywhere. I see homeless people sleeping in ATM vestibules, which means I'm not going to go in there and get my money out. I'm not going to take my wallet out and get a credit card out. And then I'm walking near Times Square, and there's a crevice between a building, and there, there's a homeless guy peeing between the buildings and the, and the urine stream coming out on the sidewalk to parents walking their children. What the hell? I mean, who yeah, wants to go there? Not me. I mean, like I said, that's why you're taking a look at, uh, you know, the, the vacancy rates uh, are going through the roof. And that's not just that. San Francisco, I just saw it today, you know, they got 30% of, you know, vacancies right now in, in their office space. It used to be at 100% in these places. People are, are getting out of Dodge. They don't want to, to, to deal with it any longer. And I don't blame them. I mean, I, I really yeah. don't. I, I, you know, it's. It's quality of life issues that are really important. And, again, I I don't know how people tolerate it. You know, there's a lot of uh, retailers leaving areas. We know that four big Walmarts in Chicago have shut down, yet the mayor and uh, and the city council are blaming Walmart for it, even though a couple of these Walmarts were opened after George Floyd was shot as a way to kind of uh, tell Democrats, hey, hey, we want to do business here. Don't hate us. Don't think we're racist. And then they close them down two years later. And, yeah. and uh, you know, this is happening all over the country. So I don't, under, I don't understand. Food. Have the flagship Whole Foods yeah. in San Francisco just shut down too? They're flagship. I mean, it's it's you know you, these stores are losing money because you know you walk in and you steal and nobody does anything about it. I mean, yeah. I, I like the whole concept of uh, looters will be shot. And yes. I, I think there's, I would have no problem at all with having armed security at these places that would actually enforce the rule of law. No problem at all because people fail to realize it's inflationary. I said when, when somebody steals something, okay, the store loses money, and it obviously has to ra- raise the prices uh, of everything else to make up for that. I mean, it, you know, we're paying for all of this theft and in, in, in the prices that we pay, and we just allow it to happen. Um, I was reading a statistic this morning. In 2021, retailers lost $90, $95 billion to shrink. 
a term used to describe theft and other types of inventory loss. So you got that going on. And then you've got also uh, Best Buy is getting rid of employees. Uh, Amazon's getting rid of employees. They're getting rid of employees at uh, warehouses with Walmart. A lot of this also I'd have to attribute. Not you know Obviously, the, the crime stats are, are fairly self-explanatory. But there are other businesses who are cutting staff because people started demanding 15 and $20 an hour to work and so business is saying okay well we won't we won't replace that cashier we will just put a kiosk there do you see a lot of that happening well i, I think i think that that's happening i think that's i don't know so much in regards to uh the minimum wage most places are paying above that i also think i'm going to go back to what you were saying previously um everybody's stoned all the time i you go in there and you're you're, you're dealing with a cashier you're trying to get some help and the person, you can smell the marijuana on them. They're obviously out of it. And the business is like, well, I'm going to deal with these potheads. I'll put a kiosk in. Oh, that's an interesting thought, Chris, and a lot of people aren't discussing this. Um, I, like I said, I noticed in New York, you smell weed everywhere. I literally was standing at a hotel two years ago outside the hotel. This guy lit up a joint that looked like a roll of Lifesavers. And, I mean, it, it wasn't like a joint like past the Dutchie, a little, you know, that. It was smoking a joint the size of a cigar, and it wasn't a blunt. It was a joint, and and the guy in the hotel literally had to come out and say, "Dude, you got to move that down the street because it's getting into the lobby of the building," and and they're you know they're saying that this is for tax revenue and all this, but I'm kind of leaning toward, uh, you know, you get your your people that are saying to get high in the morning, get high at work, all this. It it sounds like there are other things going on, not just legalizing a pot and taxing it to make re- more revenue. It sounds much more nefarious than that. Well, I, I don't understand. I mean, you, you, you know, you can't show up to work drunk. I mean, I don't understand he's showing up to work high. I mean, I don't. Why is that acceptable? Why, how is that okay? Because they made pot legal. I mean, you're going to come to work, you know, out of your mind. I mean, you, you go up to, to people at, at you know different places, Starbucks, whatnot, and, and you, they don't even understand what you're saying. You know, you hand them a twenty, and, and you know they can't make change. It, it's, yeah. I'm like, come on, man! And again, you smell it, you know it's there. Yeah, let's move on to some other stuff. Uh, this is kind of an interesting story. Uh, Americans are, fair, are apparently pushing back on EVs, even though the Biden administration is introducing new legislation. They want to have 65 percent of our cars be electric by 2032, which, by the way, is uh, what uh, nine years nine years from now. Which means that the Bronco that I, I just bought will be nine years old, and I plan on keeping it until I die. Uh, but some people are, are pushing back. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, on uh, technology that the government is behind that the American people don't want? Do you suppose that uh, we'll be able to move past this and everybody will be completely happy with an electric pickup truck? I, I, I think that, it's, I, I mean, what they're trying to do right now is, it's, again, this is inflationary as well. These are very expensive automobiles. And, you know, we talk about inflation, the government forcing us to buy a more expensive car. Um, you know, it's not going to be just that anywhere. They're going to be dealing with appliances and pool filters and everything, pool pumps, everything that's got to go green, and it's going to cost us a lot more money. I, I don't see how there's going to be enough material. There has to be major breakthroughs when it comes to some of this battery technology. Uh, I mean, I know Tesla's working now on an ion battery rather than a lithium ion, an iron ion battery, something like that, that to obviously you have to deal with lithium. And again, where do we get most of these rare earth uh, minerals from is China. 
Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting here, the, the, the play that we're trying to make. To me, you know, if, if a product is superior, people will, will go ahead and buy it. I don't believe in subsidizing anything, uh, quite frankly. If it's, if it's a great product, people will come out and buy it. You shouldn't force people yes. to buy things, and that's yes. what they're doing. Chris, uh, I want to ask you this because, uh, you know, we had an, a recession last year uh, and they changed the definition of recession. Two, year, uh, two uh, quarters of negative growth equal recession. They changed it. And now they're saying, oh, yeah, we can have a mild recession. This Just a mild one. Uh, what do you think is going to happen this year? Because I, I noticed that we had retail sales increased in January. December was down, which means people waited until after Christmas to do their shopping. And now we're seeing sales dip again. Uh, what do you think is going to happen before the end? of the year I, yeah i i think that we could we could definitely you know recession and then you're gonna you're gonna wait a year or two when they actually call it took them a year to actually call the uh the great recession before they actually actually called it a recession uh, and that's coming from these uh, brilliant economists from the mber in cambridge that actually do this um yes. i think that we're going to have muted growth we've had muted growth for a long time and that's because of what it's because of cheap money policies I hope yeah. the Fed does not lower rates. I think we have to have a, a, a strong dollar. We have to have a uh, let money be priced properly. There's concern right now in regards to de-dollarization and other countries saying, you know what, we're tired of the United States and the way that they're doing business. Yeah. Um, I think that this could be a good kick in the butt for us, and we use it as an opportunity to get back what we're, we're best at here in this country, uh, not invading countries, but actually doing business with countries. There's a great uh, little interview I saw this past weekend. Uh, Larry Summers was actually talking <laughs> talking about speaking with countries from emerging markets. He says, what we get, what we get when, when, when we talk to China is an airport. What we get when we talk to America is a lecture. Um, it's time to get back to doing business. You know? You're right. You're right. Well, I'm not very optimistic in the next two years of the Biden administration. And uh, one final thought here. Uh, are you concerned about the dollar uh, becoming uh, not the primary currency used in the world? Are you concerned about what China is doing in Brazil and, and around the world to destabilize the dollar? What do you think? Well, I, I, to me, I, I'm going against conventional wisdom. I think it's a good thing. It's good because if that was the case and we move against that, and to slowly but surely have other currencies out there, that'll force our hand. That will force us to be more fiscal. To do something. Okay. You know, yeah, that's that's the key. I I, I want to stop spending. Okay, I want to I want to get yeah. I want to get deficits. I don't want any deficits. I, I want to yeah. knock the debt down, and that's yep. the way that maybe would force our hand. All right, my brother, it was great to have you on this uh, this Monday. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, my website, real simple, watchdogonwallstreet.com. All right, my brother. Have a great week. We'll talk again soon. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Driving snowflakes and candy aisle kids crazier every day. It's The Rob Carson Show. It is The Rob Carson Show. Morgan Freeman had some interesting things to say over the weekend. He said that uh, uh, Black History Month is an insult, along with the term African-American. He's 85 years old, and he insisted that Black History Month, which is uh, observed every February, observes the cultural achievement of black people, has a negative connotation to him because it relegates the entire of his heritage to a single set of four weeks. Yeah. Two things I can say publicly I do not like. Black History Month is an insult. You're going to relegate my history to a month. Uh, And this is funny. In in the story, it says the Bruce Almighty star. I'm like, is that the only movie you could come up with, Morgan Freeman? (laughs) 
please. Shawshank, come on. He also added that African-American is an insult and uh, most probably was created by a white Karen back in the 60s. I I don't doubt this at all because, you know, that's what white Karens do. They, uh, They say, I'll handle this. I'll handle this, you little people. I'll handle it. I know that, uh, you know, the Native American mascots are terrible, so I'll handle it. Meanwhile, Native Americans are like, no, 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 we think the Cherokees is a great name for your team because it's a tribute. No, 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 I got this, I got this. We know that George Floyd was murdered, but we're going to get rid of Aunt Jemima because that's the real problem. (laughs) Morgan Freeman says African Americans in his soul, they don't subscribe to that title. Black people have had different titles all the way back to the N-word, and I do not know how these things get such a grip, and everybody uses African American. What does it mean? That's what he said. He says, most black people, this is Morgan Freeman, most black people in this part of the world are mongrels. My God, it's 2023 he said that. And you can say Africa as if it's a country where it's a continent like Europe, he said over the weekend. And I, my problem is, you know, when you hear, you know, people like CRT teaches our kids that, that uh, black kids can't accomplish anything because of institutional racism, which whizzes on the greatest history of people of color in the world. And, and I'll say, where is the Norma Rudolph of Chad? Where is the Martin Luther King Jr. of Germany? Where is the, you know, whoever or whatever? Honestly, real, where's the Morgan Freeman of Ukraine? It's ridiculous. Missouri State Representative Justin Hicks is a uh, Republican. He received a round of applause from lawmakers for identifying as American during a heated debate because they're trying to bring into the state of Missouri this, uh, 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 the uh, what is it, equal opportunity, all of this nonsense, <coughs> uh, equity and inclusion uh, agenda, which is uh, nothing more than socialism, and it excuses bad behavior and all of this stuff. And there's this representative, Marlene Terry, who attacked him in a typical kind of a BLM fashion. She didn't use the words uh, uh, Uncle Tom, but uh, kind of inferred. Here's the line that this young Republican said uh, uh, when she was asked about who he identifies as. Can I ask you what you identify as? Identify? Ethnicity. I identify as an American. You know, the ethnicity. Not Uh, an African-American. Let's hear that again. I want to hear what he identifies as. I didn't need to talk over it. Identify? Ethnicity. I identify as an American. Not an Uh, African American. Are you African American? I didn't get elected into my position because of the color of my skin or do any any race baiting stuff that it seems like you're promoting here. Whoa, that's huge. Oh, I'm promoting race baiting. I'm promoting race baiting. That's what she did. She asked it twice. Oh, I'm promoting race baiting. Uh, I'm promoting race baiting. That's a distraction. I didn't get elected into my position because of the color of my skin or do any any race baiting stuff that it seems like you're promoting here. Oh, I'm promoting race baiting. I'm promoting race baiting. Now oh, a- I think you're promoting privilege, tokenism. Wow, privilege and tokenism. Uh, listen to him explain his background and how he is not, uh, he got where he was because he worked hard. No, I think you're promoting privilege, tokenism. I didn't, I didn't come from a privileged background. Oh, really? I, I grew up in St. Louis what? County where, where my mother... I've got some more on this I'm going to share. We're a little short on time. But what he said was, uh, was really powerful when you uh, juxtapose it to what's happening in Chicago. I'll share coming up. This is the Rob Carson Show. Yeah, sometimes being funny is a little harder to do than other days. 
But, uh, you know, we have a lot to be uh, positive about. <clears throat> I believe we're watching the implosion of the uh, left. We're seeing people streaming out of Democrat states. They're doing everything they can to uh, use the mainstream media, the uh, big social media. They've lost a grasp on, but they're trying to cover up. One, one of the things that's happening right now in the country <clears throat> is that Democrats are literally blaming what they're doing on the rest of the country. Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, said he's going on a state-to-state tour to talk about freedom in California, and he says that Republicans are trying to restrict your freedoms, and Republicans are... And that's exactly what the Democrat Party's doing. And this is what they're doing. They're doing this passive-aggressive, make a mess, rub your face in it, and then blame you for it. There's a lot of that going on. There's also a lot of violence being uh, perpetrated around the country. We saw these uh, children who uh, led people into the uh, Tennessee legislature and uh, didn't uh, didn't face any repercussions. They were voted right back in by leftist city council. And we're seeing this outside the uh, Jim Jordan hearings in uh, New York City, where Jim Jordan is saying, hey, while you're making up crimes about Donald Trump that mean nothing, why are you ignoring and why are you letting felons out of prison? And and uh, for some reason, dozens of people showed up to protest Jim Jordan. Really? Really? Nah, that, that's, not, that's not organic. People are more concerned about the, the nonsense, people being shoved in front of train cars, not being able to walk safely to your car, uh, not being able to go into a Dwayne Reed pharmacy in New York without uh, having to have somebody <clears throat> open uh, three locks to get you toothpaste. So don't act like everything is golden and, uh, and say that uh, I'm supposed to believe it. It's ridiculous, honestly. It's absolutely ridiculous. And it's a tale of two cities here. Hundreds of teens caused fiery chaos in downtown Chicago. Hundreds of teens. They wrecked a $120,000 uh, Tesla, jumped on it. Uh, huge gatherings in the street being called Teen Trends, which extend invites to teenagers across the city. And uh, a couple kids were shot over the weekend. Uh, a witness told a, a, a person in Chicago, the, the NBC Chicago, it's heartbreaking. Kids fighting, chasing each other. Some of them got guns. Yeah. Witnesses added that police stood no chance against the crowds because, you know, Democrats have been saying that police need to defund the police. They're pigs. Fry them like bacon. Then in schools, you got black kids being told that everything is not their fault, being told that everything is uh, white kids' fault or, or that the government is, uh, <clears throat> and, the, and the system is int- intrinsically racist, <clears throat> even though Chicago's been run by a black mayor now for a while. And, and places like Chicago are a majority black population. Problem is, Democrats are trying to distract from their failed policies. And and uh, and in in Chicago, literally, the mayor is saying, uh, uh, you know, don't blame the kids for it. Blame Walmart for picking up stakes and leaving the city. You think anything's go- good is going to happen in Chicago from here on out? But I'm grateful that the uh, the Democrat Party has decided to have their to have their uh, convention. I think it's absolutely perfect. I do. I I love the fact that they're doing their convention there, and I love the fact that they just the at least the unions. And those who are beholden to the unions got out and voted for this buffoon who is now the mayor of Chicago. And Chicago is going to double down on stupid. Baltimore did the same thing. Doubling down on stupid. And, and there's going to be a point, I guess, where American cities have to hit rock bottom if we aren't there already. 
it's a real tragedy. It's it's a sickening tragedy. And then and then in municipalities like San Francisco, what they want to do is to further try to cover up uh, Democrat incompetency. They want to just offer people uh, reparations for not being slaves in a state that wasn't a slave state. Anything they can do to cover up the failure of uh, Democrats, the failure of Democrat big government, Democrat-run schools, Democrat-run uh, city halls. How many fails do you need to see? Defund the police was an abject failure. Everybody who lives in those neighborhoods knows, but it wasn't the people who lives in those, in, in those neighborhoods. It wasn't the bodega owner who voted for defunding the police. It was some idiot Karen on uh, the city council who voted for it. That's why people are leaving cities like this. I really hate it. I, I used to love Chicago. I used to love Chicago. I wanted to live in Chicago. I wanted to work there. My son wanted to work there. Here's what the mayor said about all the, the destruction and mayhem in Chicago over the weekend. He said, don't demonize them. It's not constructive to vilify groups of rowdy teens that torch cars in rampages on social media. I mean, honestly, this is this is the mayor elect of Chicago. So this is just a beginning. This is just people saying, oh, good. We've got Brandon. We've got this guy in in the uh, in the mayor's office, Brandon Johnson. Now let's just go ahead and test the waters. And guess what he did? He said exactly what criminal elements want to hear. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. And Chicago's pulling up stakes. I mentioned this guy. I want to get him on the on the. uh, on the show. Justin Hicks is a black Republican. And he was uh, doing exchange because they're trying to do this diversity, equity, inclusion crap in Missouri, right? And uh, Marlena Terra decided to attack Hicks for supporting the bill which would prohibit state funds from being used for DEI initiatives because they're all racist nonsense. They're all distractions. They're BS. And, and she said, it took me 20 years to get in this building. Uh, and uh, you think that's equal? Well, uh, this guy didn't get into office. It didn't take him 20 years to. Why is it? Maybe the messaging. I want to share this again. This is the big applause line of the evening when, uh, when she said, what do you identify as? And he said, I'd have none, I'm, I've got none of this identity politics nonsense. I'm an American. Can I ask you what you identify as? Identify? Ethnicity. I identify as an Maybe the reason it took you 20 years to get there is because you can't speak English. American. Not uh, an African-American. Are you African-American? I didn't get elected into my position because of the color of my skin or doing any, any race-based an Uncle Tom. stuff that it seems like you're promoting here. Be a white supremacist. Oh, I'm promoting race-baiting. I'm promoting race-baiting. Okay, I mentioned last hour, when, when you get something like that, it's an attempt to filibuster. She's looking for a response, but she doesn't have one. And I, and I will show that. I'll, I'll give you an example in just a second. Here is a little bit more from uh, Justin Hicks, who's worked very hard in his life to get where he is, and the race-baiting Marlene Terry, who's trying to minimize it. Yeah, I had to uh, work on my own merits and uh, pretty much promote the principles I believe in, which is freedom, equality for all, which I believe that America does. And that's how I got elected. Clearly, he doesn't know that we are the most racist country ever, ever, ever. Even though black people have uh, achieved more in our country than any other uh, country on the planet. My position. I didn't get elected into my position because of the color of my skin or doing any, any race baiting stuff that it seems like you're promoting here. Yeah. And here's a little bit more uh, about Justin Hicks and what he went through. 
and what he had to go through to get where he is today. No, I think you're promoting privilege, tokenism. I didn't. I didn't come from a privileged background. Oh, really? I, I grew up in St. Louis where, County, where where my mother. Where did you grow up at? Tell over, me that. In in Overland is where I grew up. <laughs> in Overland. Listen to her. She's laughing at him. She's, you're not from the hood. I, I don't know where Overland is uh, as, as with regard to St. Louis. I'm quite familiar with that area. Wasn't a, wasn't a uh, uh, privileged family at all. Uh, my father passed when I was 12. My mom raised me and three of uh, two of my other brothers. Uh, she was lower, lower income. I had to work my butt off to get where I am today. And to Shame on you. Lady, you're shame on you. What the hell for? Time has expired. That is unbelievable. That is unbelievable. Saying that uh, uh, he is a result of tokenism and privilege. It is remarkable. Absolutely remarkable. Uh, the Democrats have this idea that uh, every white person in the country is privileged. Uh, let me just tell you, my father left when I was seven. Walked out the door. I remember the night he left. He slammed the door and the glass flew back at us. And we just cried. And my mother had to work all sorts of jobs. Had to be a hairdresser. We lived out on a farm. She ultimately uh, got remarried. We, had to ha we got government cheese. It was pretty amazing. We got government cheese. My mother never got food stamps. But, but one summer there was government cheese. They had it in town. And she said, let's go, you know, down there. So we, we got a sleeve of American cheese about the length of my arm. And it was, it was pretty amazing. <laughs> and, and I grew up working in fields. And I'm making $3.35 an hour at the truck stop. That was the minimum wage. I made $3.35 an hour from the age of 15 to the age of 23. That was the federal minimum wage. That's what I got. It's just honestly, it's just ridiculous. And that is a young man you should look up to. But you know, the, the race-baiting, hateful left, they're being uncovered. They're being uncovered. Did you know that there was a movement <clears throat> called the walkaway movement. It was uh, created on Facebook a couple years ago, and a half a million people had left the Democrat Party. A half a million people, because they're tired of the BS of the, of, the, of the Democrat Party. And you know what? The, the biggest number of people leaving, people of color, uh, black people, Hispanic people, <clears throat> leaving the Democrat Party, because there's no future with the Democrat Party, because of the nonsense that woman just spewed by saying that a young man whose father died and lived in poverty growing up was disgraceful. And then there's this. Then there's a, a spoiled, entitled uh, Republican or Democrats, I should say, like Pete Buttigieg. He is our Secretary of, Transport uh, Secretary of Transportation, and and he says that uh, this is the kind of this is the kind of sickening, patronizing, uh, or patronizing nonsense that you hear from Democrats. Yeah, this is the, the more of the same, oh, you poor little uh, black people, you poor little whatever people. I'm going to step in and save you from your own uh, existence. Listen to Pete Buttigieg. This is on an interview with Al Sharpton, dear God in heaven, saying, and this is the Secretary of Transportation, not only are the roads racist, but also traffic fatalities are racist. Nothing is your fault. We've got a crisis when it comes to roadway fatalities in America. We lose about 40 thousand people every year it's a level that's comparable to gun violence and we then i think we should ban cars right shouldn't we ban cars how about high capacity cars what about those a lot of racial disparities black and brown americans tribal citizens and rural residents much more likely to lose their lives whether it's in a car 
or as a pedestrian being hit by a car. There are a lot of reasons. Really? And it's, it's racism, I guess, right? Uh, related to discrimination, related to uh, the, even the ways that roads are designed and built. Who has access to uh, a safe... Yeah, I remember uh, in Kansas City, there was, a, there was a construction crew that did roads, and it was called the Kill Black People Construction Crew. They only did pedestrian crosswalks so black people would get hit by other people. Street design that's got crosswalks and good lighting. Who doesn't have that access? That can drive disparities, and we have a, a responsibility to act on. <laughs> it's such a me. It is. It is <clears throat> so insulting that our Secretary of Transportation says to people that the reason why people of color are dying in traffic traffic accidents is because racism. Nothing is your fault if you are a member of a certain ethnic group, and everything is your fault if you're a member of another <laughs> ethnic group. Uh, this is the same guy who, by the way, completely ignored and still ignores uh, the uh, train spill in East Palestine, Ohio, for a number of reasons. Honestly, just ridiculous. Coming up, I want to share the new uh, Budweiser ad campaign. Then we're going to get into uh, this uh, reaction that people are having to being forced to buy EVs. Uh, I think you'll be surprised. Also, Kristen Fort Worth, you hold on. You'll be my next caller. This is The Rob Carson Show. We the people are mad as hell. It's the Rob Carson Show. I guess Bud Light was out with a new commercial over the weekend, which uh, is supposed to, I guess, <clears throat> make us forget about uh, the nonsense that we went through last week with uh, Dylan Mulvaney. And again, uh, and, I, and I heard this uh, over the weekend. It wasn't about being anti-trans. It was about being force-fed something that's uh, nonsensical. Uh, uh, Dylan Mulvaney, uh, and, and women are finally uh, t fighting back because uh, women who've been women their entire lives are really kind of tired of being displaced by men who just suddenly decided to become women and uh, curb stomping them in uh, uh, sports, athletics, Riley Gaines being one of those people. And uh, it's, it's, I mean, you know that your political movement is completely bankrupt when a woman just, you know, spends her entire life training athletically to be the best. And her senior year in college, a failed male athlete decides to become a woman and compete against her. Goes from 558th nationally or 550th nationally <clears throat> to number one as a female swimmer. It's, 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 it's not even worth debating anymore. It's not even worth debating anymore. It's nonsensical. Uh, and I, I'm honestly t tired of uh, I'm tired of devoting time to it. I think you should be tired of devoting time to it. I think we need to be there to just point out the obvious and make fun of it, and then do everything we can to shut it down because it's nonsense. And I say that because I have a daughter, I had a mother, I've got a wife, all been women since they were born. All should not be passed up for some guy like a middle management, uh, middle-aged man, uh, April Le or uh, whatever, Levine, Rachel Levine, uh, headed towards retirement with a, a very uh, uh, not particularly outstanding political career, all of a sudden decides to become a woman, comes woman of the year. Bruce Jenner hasn't been on the cover of a Wheaties box since 1976, but uh, was featured on the cover of Vanity Fair when he decided to become a girl. And then USA Today named him Woman of the Year. <laughs> you know, it's getting to be a little ridiculous. And I, and I think Americans were just mad. And, and I'm going to tell you this, too. And, and it was echoed by uh, uh, last week, uh, Candace, uh, 
Candace Owens. Candace Owens, she says, you know, uh, the reason why the left doesn't pick fights with men is because they pursue, they perceive women as being uh, weaker and more agreeable, which even adds more insult to injury. That, uh, you know, Chaz Bono would never be the spokesperson for Snap-on Tools. No, maybe not. Maybe not. How about uh, for Home Depot? <laughs> would, would Chaz Bono suddenly become, I'm a man and I shop at Home Depot? How would men react to that? They'd say, bull crap. But they don't. They chose Dylan Mulvaney to be in a bubble bath, wearing a sports bra, even though he doesn't need it, saying that he's a girl for 365 days. Do you see the ridiculousness there? That's why people are mad. It's not about a drag queen. Drag queens are clowns. Drag queens are performers. I don't have a problem with drag queens. This is about somebody claiming to be uh, you know, a notable person of a gender that he's never been before. Here's the new commercial from uh, Bud Light. They're talking. They got Clydesdales. They got uh, America and the whole deal. Let me tell you a story. Yeah, tell me a story. About a beer. Yes. Rooted in the heart of America. Found in a community where a handshake is a sure contract. Brewed for those who found opportunity in challenge and hope. In this is like what Democrats do right before an election. They, uh, you know, they say, we're America and we're supporting this and we're going to do this and we're going to promise that. Then after the election, you know what you get. That's what, that's what Bud Light's trying to do. They're trying to say, oh, oh, okay, okay, no, 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 we're all, we love America, yeah, 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 and then you start drinking Bud Light again, and then they'll go back to the old stuff. Tomorrow, raised by generations, willing to sip, share, risk, remember. Yeah, I don't think uh, America's going to buy it. I think, I think they need an apology. I think America needs an apology. You know, we, uh, we would like to apologize. In time for uh, Birthing Persons Day, which is coming up next month. It used to be called Mother's Day. I'm kidding. Of course it's Mother's Day. How about that? How about this? How about you do an ad that celebrates uh, real American women? Uh, women who were women since birth. How about that? Um, I read over the weekend that uh, beer sales in rural areas out west, uh, one-half to one-third uh, Anheuser-Busch products, dropped off the face of the earth because of uh, this ad campaign. And then you get a, a lukewarm kind of apology and a commercial that features horses. Uh, I think they might have actually had some stallions identifying as fillies. I, I'm not sure about that. I got to double check. I got to check the footage, if you know what I mean. Last half hour of the Rob Carson Show is right ahead. Don't go anywhere. I will end this. I will make sure we have a plan. He got 81 million votes. Yeah, right. It's the Rob Carson Show. Don't worry. So Americans by wide margins are supporting a controversial oil project in Alaska. By the way, it's only controversial to Democrats. So they say it's controversial, but it's not. 
Yeah, uh, the YouGov pollsters found that U.S. adults twice as likely to support than oppose the Willow Project, a major oil development on Alaska's petroleum-rich North Slope, which President Joe Biden greenlighted last month. YouGov described overwhelming Republican backing for the project, while Democrats among the 1,000 adults surveyed at the end of last month were divided. The Biden administration last month approved the scaled-back version of ConocoPhillips' $7 billion oil and gas drilling willow scheme, drawing cheers from Alaskan officials and the oil industry, but criticism from environmentalists. See, Americans, despite all the fear-mongering and telling you that the world is going to end every couple years, and I believe now we're down to six, like seven years, according to the uh, AOC, that the world will not be able to stop. I have a I have a, a pretty cool story here by Mark Perry. Fifty years of failed doomsday, uh, doomsday, apocalyptical uh, predictions. The so-called experts are now O and fifty. And by the way, we've been investing in green energy for decades now. Uh, you may recall that Barack Obama took seven hundred eighty-seven billion dollars of our money for green energy. And uh, paid off a bunch of Democrat donors. So it shows me that they aren't committed to it because they know it's nonsense. In 1970, they said there would be an ice age by the year 2000. 1971, they said, oh, it's going to happen in 2020. 1974, space satellites showed a new ice age coming. Uh, Acid rain in lakes in 1980. Temperatures in D.C. will hit record highs 1988. Sea levels will obliterate nations if nothing is done by the year 2000. That occurred in 1989. And what has happened? Is it is it noticeably hotter where you are? Well, maybe it is today because, you know, you got a warm front going through. In 2004, Britain will be Siberia by 2024. That's next year. Uh, 2008, Arctic ice will be, the Arctic will be ice-free by 2018. Al Gore predicted an ice-free Arctic by 2013. You're being played, guys. You're being played. It's nonsense. This world has been around for about 4 billion years, depending on who you believe, and there's been life on it for a very long time. We ain't going to screw it up by driving an SUV. It's ridiculous. The Biden administration has unveiled the strictest submission rule to date in a bid to force Americans to switch to electric cars. His staggering new climate plan would mean battery-powered vehicles and trucks make up two-thirds of sales by 2032. Here is one of his EPA wonks talking about what they plan on doing. Hold on one second. got to get the audio to work here. Hold on one second. The second set of proposed standards would apply to heavy-duty vocational vehicles, such as delivery trucks, dump trucks, public utility trucks, transit, School buses. Transit. Don't be transphobic. And more. The proposed standards are the final pieces of EPA's clean trucks plan and will complement the heavy-duty nitrogen oxide standards we established last December. Like the light and medium-duty proposal. Yeah, nobody wants your crappy uh, electric cars, by the way. I mean, some people, if you, if you have an electric car, <clears throat> you know, Godspeed, I wish you the best. If you thought that was a good idea, you go right ahead. You enjoy that electric car. None of my business. Uh, if you want to buy an electric car, that's your business. I personally would not buy an electric car because uh, my city where I live is, uh, is uh, uh, powered by a cold fire plant south of town, which would mean that all you're doing is adding a middleman to gassing up your car. And you are creating an environmental disaster with that giant battery in your car. And it's being uh, mined by children in Africa. And there is that, too. And, by the way, most of the heavy uh, metals that are being used for batteries are from China. 
and Joe Biden mandated electric vehicles for the uh, uh, the nation's uh, government fleet, and then China has been getting grants in places like Michigan to build battery plants. Isn't it weird how that happens? Let's go to Chris in Fort Worth. He's been waiting a while. He's been chomping at the bit, as it were, to talk about EVs. What's up, my friend? How are you today? Oh, Rob, my man, it's Catman here in Fortress, Fort Worth, Panther City. I'm a Panther City Tiger where the cats, big cats, roam. All right. And, and Rob, you know, the, the, I, need a, I need you to help me. I need an inoculation. I need a triple MAGA dose of... Stop the stupid. Can you give me that dose? Just hit me between the eyes one time. One time, smack me right between the eyes and say, Chris, you won't catch the stupid because I'm right, Carson. You are already. You are not stupid. You you have already been inoculated. You aren't even showing any symptoms. Oh, thank you. Hey, but I'm sick of the green goo. It's not guacamole, man. This ain't a tasty sandwich. It's a crap sandwich. And I, you know what? I'm not stupid, Rob. I can't afford an EV. I got a little four-banger. It's a piece of junk. It's 20 years old. I just paid $225 to get my belt changed and spark plugs in it. Yeah. Okay? And I probably got ripped off. But yeah. now I got to get my air conditioner fixed. I have to pay money to get my little four-banger on the road to take me to my family and everything. And I do it, but it's hard. And then say, well, uh, you can't have that car, and I'm not I'm not eating that green goo. Yeah, and you know, Chris. I'm not Chris, catching the stupid. It's too. Well, let me tell you. I need you to hear. The average cost of an EV in 2022. Are you ready for this? Sixty-four thousand dollars. When was the last time that you had a sixty-four thousand dollar car, Chris? Never in my life. I only have a thousand dollars in my bank account right now. Yeah, well, you got more than most Americans, by the way. Um, I have never owned a car that cost $64,000 in my life. I have never owned a car that cost $50,000 in my life. But the uh, government thinks... I've never owned a nice car. (laughs) Well, I haven't owned a new car in 20 years. I I waited 20 years to buy a new truck, and I plan on keeping it 20 years, well past this idiotic electric vehicle mandate. I want an FJB edition Rob Carson. You, I got an FJB edition Ford Bronco. <laughs> <laughs> I got the sticker on the back, you, dude. Thank you. All right. God Keep bless you, bro. Bring the great message. God bless you. You bet. You bet. So this new emission rule is going to say that uh, all uh, new cars in 2030, no, 60, they want to get to 65% electric cars by 2032. Okay. Now, if you live in a uh, uh, northern state in the winter, those cars are going to be worthless. Those school buses are going to be worthless. And when you uh, finally are able to get that really expensive electric car, you're going to have to replace that battery. And that battery is going to be cost prohibitive, to say the least. Uh, I, when I worked selling Toyotas, um, a lot of times Toyota, Toyota's like the, the Prius as much as... I would never own a Prius, um, and, and not because they aren't you know efficient cars and all that. They are they are an electric gas hybrid. If you got an electric gas hybrid, hell yeah. But our government is trying to convince you that a full electric car is what you need, and that's crap. All right, electric gas hybrid is going to save you gas. No problem with that at all. Even a plug-in. Electric gas hybrid, the way to go. Joe Biden wants to go all electric. He wants to go to technology that was actually the first car was electric. And they decided that electric cars were crap 120 years ago. 
And so the internal combustion engine became the standard. And we should look at the internal combustion engine as a a savior of humanity. It powers tractors and dump trucks and airplanes. There are no solar airplanes. There are no solar uh, uh, jets in this country. It's nonsensical. There are no uh, solar uh, military ships. There are no solar transport ships. There are no solar tanks. It's a joke. It's always been a joke. But they're going to try and force this crap down your throat. And I'm going to tell you right now, kind of like I said to the vaccine, uh, you could take it and stuff it. Because I'm not going to own one. And if you look at some of the, like these, uh, you know, the Rivian pickup truck, or you look at the Ford F-150 Lightning, they've tested them with a payload. And when you put a payload, meaning like a trailer, toy hauler, whatever, on the back of, a, of an EV, the efficiency drops dramatically. The mileage drops dramatically. You know what else causes their efficiency to drop? Driving up hills and being in cold weather. And you know the amazing thing? All you got to do is say no and let those, those uh, car dealership lots fill up with electric cars like the dealership near my home that has had literally has four $130,000 electric Hummers. And nobody wants them. You know why? Because they weigh 9,000 pounds, the battery weighs as much as a, as a Honda Civic, and would cost in excess of $25,000 just to replace the battery. And in a standard 120 outlet, that truck takes a week to charge. Now, who the hell would want that truck? Well, nobody. That's why there are four $130,000 Hummers sitting in that car lot, and they've been there for a year. These are, this is a, a, a hearing in, I believe this is in Flint, of Michigan voters expressing their displeasure with regard to this new battery plant that is going to be built with taxpayer money in Michigan, $750 million, and in the factory, literally, will be an office for the Chinese Communist Party. Chinese-owned manufacturing plants are set to pop up in small rural communities around Michigan, and Michigan lawmakers are spending over 500 million U.S. taxpayer dollars to open them, but residents are outraged and they are letting them know. You guys are hypocrites. You guys should put the Chinese flag up there. Every one of you guys are corrupt. You told us that 94% of the people approve. Well, you know what? We convinced them and my wife and I went down to all the streets. 94% yeah, they want to spend uh, more than a half a trillion dollars on battery plants uh, owned by Chinese communist-related uh, companies. Do you think anybody's down with this? I think people need to, to literally camp out, park where they're planning on building, shut that sucker down. Because nobody wants this nonsense. And then this is really funny. This is Geraldo on Friday. He was listen to how effete. And this is like Washington people. This is like people in the swamp. They have no idea what you and I go through. They have no idea that you will never own a $64,000 car. Do you know what a car payment on a $64,000 car is? Hey, let me use my experience as a car salesman. Um, a $20,000 car is a $400 payment. A $30,000 note is a $600 payment. A $40,000 car is an $800 payment. A $50,000 car is a $1,000 payment. When you're getting into $64,000 plus taxes, plus fees, $70,000, you got a car payment of about $1,400. Do you suppose the average family can afford a $1,400 car payment? No, of course not. It's ludicrous.
It's ridiculous. Guys, most of the cars that I've ever had in the last 20 years, like I got my son a Camry for $5,000. I got my wife a, uh, a 2010, no, 11 uh, Toyota Highlander, about $15,000. I bought myself a 2009 uh, Lexus RX uh, 330, which sounds really fancy, but it's not, and I paid $8,000 for it. I waited 20 years to get a new car, and my car costs one hell of a lot less than $64,000. But here's Geraldo on Friday saying that he's considering getting, are you ready? Are you sitting for this? An electric Bentley. Do you know how much a Bentley costs? Well, I'm not all that familiar with electric Bentleys, but start, start at $150,000. Listen to Greg Gutfeld's reaction to Geraldo considering buying an electric Bentley. Where did that thought? I'm trying to control myself. <laughs> why? Because you said EV Bentley. And you just explained why people like you find it so easy to sermonize about electric vehicles Boom. because you can afford it. Boom. Are you attacking me? Yes, Boom. I am attacking you. <laughs> you deserve it. But then you, I have to counterattack when you finish. I, well, no, the thing is, what I'm pointing out is you just said EV Bentley to our audience, right? Who has to pay for the charging stations? Our audience, right? Who has to pay for the transition from gas to electric stoves? Our audience. Who has to pay the for the cancer they get the when they from the gas-powered oh, car? Oh, God, you don't even... Oh, the cancer you get. Dear God in heaven, the, the, the uh, internal combustion engine's been around for over 100 years. Give me a break. It's all nonsense, and all you have to do, all you have to do is say no. You have to say no, and then you have to vote. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. If you don't like his opinion, see the First Amendment and get back to us. It's the Rob Carson Show. I am sad for late night television. I'm sad for uh, SNL because, uh, you know, I, I, listen, I grew up uh, in the 70s and 80s. Uh, Johnny Carson was my idol. Uh, I, I looked at... Uh, uh, him as the template. Uh, I liked early Letterman. I thought he was uh, hilarious. And late night television was a place that you could go and you could laugh and you could kind of find out about the day's news events and, and they could have people from different uh, divergent political views and whatever the hell. Uh, and then and then we have it now. We have uh, shows that are unwatchable. Stephen Colbert is unwatchable. Jimmy uh, Kimmel is unwatchable. He's a leftist tool. Jimmy Fallon is just okay. Uh, he's not as political. He's a very talented guy. Don't get me wrong. I think Jimmy Fallon is a really talented dude and what's winning right now in late night what is winning in late night television greg gutfeld's uh, won it winning and because he's the only gaming in town except for my show on the weekends on newsmax rob carson's what in the world and my show on the weekends uh, rob carson's what in the world's very popular because yeah conservatives can be funny and i've been being funny as a conservative since about 1990 when i started writing for rush limbaugh snl they went on a political rant over the weekend. They have uh, Molly Carney, who is uh, kind of a, uh, I guess, a female version of, uh, of Matt Foley. Uh, anyway, she was on a weekend update, and she was talking. She's non-binary, even though she's actually a woman, you could tell, uh, generally. Uh, here she is uh, saying something about trans kids and, uh, and uh, not even attempting to be funny. And I'm starting to feel like a freaking Republican lawmaker. Hello! That's an awesome transition. So, as of this week, <laughs> there are now over 14 states that have passed bills restricting health care for trans kids. 
Listen, it's not health care. It's uh, it's transitioning children using mutilative surgery and uh, puberty blockers. Yeah, Michael. Yeah. Uh, health care is I've got a headache. Give me an aspirin. Restricting health care. My appendix is bothering me. Oh, my God, it's going to blow up. Let's go ahead and remove health care for kids. For some reason, there's something. Here, listen to that again. Listen to her response. Here it is. That's an awesome transition. So as of this week, <laughs> there are now over 14 states that have passed bills restricting health care for trans kids. No, they're not. Listen to that, Michael. Yeah. Restricting health care for kids. For some reason, there's something about the word trans that makes people forget the word kids. If you don't care about trans kids' lives, it means you don't care about frickin' kids' lives. Okay, there you go. Now, if uh, Republicans were really uh, down with restricting health care for children, then they'd say, um, we need to fire all the pediatricians. We need to end pediatricians altogether. Don't take care of children at all. And honestly, and, and this sort of crap used to fly, but it doesn't fly anymore. It's nonsensical. It's like, if you don't support abortion, then you don't support health care for women. Okay, we'll get rid of all the gynecologists then. Every single one of them. Do not treat women. If you believe that, uh, that Republicans are seriously down with getting rid of health care for women and children, uh, if you really believe that, then don't you suppose that Republicans would want to get rid of pediatricians and gynecologists? Well, I guess they kind of are, actually, because, you know, they're, they're saying that men can be women, and now women apparently can get, uh, what the hell is it, they can get uh, prostate exams when they're, uh, you know, 25, or 65. It really is uh, quite, uh, quite remarkable, quite remarkable. Um, and and this, is, this is, listen to this, this is uh, Piers Morgan, Katie Porter, talking about transgenderism and not defending uh, Riley Gaines, who was beaten by a man. Riley is speaking up for herself. And that is her prerogative, and I respect her free speech. I think she's speaking up for pretty much every female athlete in the world. Now listen to the audience. Now listen to how she responds, the absurdity of it all. Nobody, including Riley Gaines, who I disagree with strongly, should be... Should what do you disagree with out of interest? Um, I... I think that it should be up to sporting bodies. Yeah, she disagrees with a woman sticking up for women competing against women. That's how stupid the uh, the left is. And uh, that's why I know they're on a downward uh, spiral right now. And we just have to keep up the pressure. Let's take a break. Come back, wrap things up in just a second. It's the Rob Carson Show. That's going to do it for the show, guys. Have a glorious day. Make sure to check out Carl Higby Frontline on Newsmax at 5 o'clock tonight. And until tomorrow...